true that we have all had moments where creative thoughts bubble up from within us. Maybe the creative thought helped us to solve some sort of vexing problem. Or maybe the creative thought, the, the, the genius that arose within us inspired us to move in a different direction with our lives. And in a similar way, we've all had moments where life seems to come together and there's this experience of, of meaningfulness, a, a qualitative kind of meaningfulness, a, a richness in our thinking and feeling and consciousness. Now, how we understand and interpret these experiences has great existential consequences for our lives. So, for example, if we think that there is only matter, only material existence, and nothing underneath it, no, no intuition of a metaphysical realm underpinning the material realm, then all of these experiences are really just uh, the coincidental effect of biochemical activity in our nervous system. And that necessarily leads to a kind of nihilism, meaninglessness. But if we have an intuition again of this metaphysical ground of being, a divine mind, divine intelligence, then we can learn to consciously cooperate with this inherent genius as we go about the business of our life. Let me read something I wrote recently in a blog that captures this materialistic understanding of the world. Materialistic scientists believe that there is only matter and no animating spirit or transcendental consciousness or divine reality underpinning the physical world. Thus, they say human awareness is nothing more than the coincidental artifact of electrical and chemical impulses in the brain's synapses. Translation, our experiences of love and joy, grief and sorrow, freedom and fulfillment have no real substance or significance. They are merely the result of neurons firing in the brain. Again, that is the unavoidable conclusion of a materialistic understanding of creation and human consciousness. But if there is this underlying genius, this underlying non-physical consciousness, and we can learn to consciously tap into it, then the implications are, are mind-blowing. As a human race, we are being confronted by steep and consequential problems. 
Einstein said that the consciousness that created the problem is never the consciousness that can solve the problem. If there is this underlying genius and we can tap into it, then we can answer our challenges with wisdom, with intelligence, with genius. Let me share a couple of experiences from my own life that captured this underlying genius. Probably about 25 years ago, I was having coffee with a friend and he was a soccer coach at one of the colleges here in Rochester, a successful coach. But uh, there was a change in administration and he really didn't like working with the new administrators. So I just casually said to him, have you ever thought about coaching at Nazareth College, another college here in Rochester? And he said, no, it never occurred to me, and we dropped it. Well, about two or three hours later, I get a phone call from him. And he said, you wouldn't believe it. I said, what's that? And he said, after we talked, I got a phone call from Nazareth College, and they want me to apply for the coaching job. He did apply for the coaching job, and subsequently he took the job and was happy coaching there. How do you explain that? A coincidence? Or at that moment, did something open up in me that opened to this bigger level of consciousness, this stream of consciousness, this stream of genius? Let me give kind of a parallel example. The first time I held both of my sons, my biological sons, my life took on a whole different level of meaning. I became more than somebody else's son. I became more than a friend or a brother. It's like I tapped into this, to this archetypal consciousness of fatherhood. And it really changed how I put my life together and how I saw it. Now, was that just sort of evolutionary impulses uh, unfolding within me? for the continuation of the species and or was I tapping into, again, something larger than this material plane of existence. Now, don't misunderstand me. Our, our nervous systems, our chemistry have a lot to do with how our brains function. But this is the assumption that I'm operating from. The human brain does not create these deep experiences, these moments of creativity and, and deep meaningfulness. A healthy, well-functioning nervous system just becomes the amplifier for this greater non-material realm of consciousness. Haven't we all had the experience of talking to somebody and it's like we're just talking to a talking head. They're not saying anything fresh or new, life-giving or invigorating. I, I read a study many years ago by psychologists that said that 88% of our thinking is really just a recycling of old thoughts. There's nothing fresh. Now, I, I don't know how they came to that, but intuitively it feels like it's in the ballpark. 
But implied in that study is that we have the capacity for fresh thinking, for creative thinking, and our lives become more alive and more real when we're tapping into that, that fresh thought, that fresh stream of creative thinking, that, that stream of genius. Now, we don't have to have an exceptionally high IQ to tap into this, this, this stream of creativity. I've heard many musicians and writers and, and, and people in the arts who say that their creative moments didn't come from them, but through them. And again, if you're a human being, you have the capacity we all have the capacity to tap into this level of genius. And it's so much more than just a, a quaint psychological or philosophical insight. It can really impact the quality of our individual lives, but more importantly, the quality of our collective lives. So how do we do that? And the purpose of this podcast is not to go into great depth. Let me just offer a few clues. First of all, we have to have a level of humility. There's a psychologist that I really admire, Jordan Peterson, and I'm going to paraphrase something that he said. What we don't know is infinitely larger than what we do know and infinitely more important. We all have just a finite understanding of life and reality. There's so much more that we don't understand. So if we can just come to terms with that, it creates a level of humility. Humility is not self-hatred. It's just this openness that there's more, there's more, and there's more. And in that openness, then, we can begin to, to tap into that creative genius. Secondly, if we have a, a modicum of silence and stillness, we are so bombarded in our culture with noise and news and stimulation and information that it, it drowns out our capacity to intuitively listen to that creative voice that is within all of us. So nurturing a bit of silence and, and stillness allows that creative genius to, to bubble up. Let me use one of my heroes as an example of this. It's Dr. Martin Luther King. If you've ever listened to his I Have a Dream speech, yes, it's emotionally stimulating, but there's something much more profound about what he said in that speech, that he was literally opening new pathways for, uh, for the human race, new pathways for justice and racial harmony. Clearly, he was tapping into something larger than himself. That speech elevates us, and it's rather dubious that it, that that speech could just come from nothing other than the biochemical activities in his own brain and nervous system. He was tapping into a genius there that 
we all have the capacity to tap into in the context of our own lives and our own personalities. I want to read a quote from one of my favorite people, one of my other teachers, is Paramahansa Yogananda, the great yogi and philosopher from India. He said, Just as a river has its source, so the river of consciousness has a source. It descends from the sea of cosmic consciousness, from the consciousness of God beyond creation. So let me translate that a little bit. Your intelligence and my intelligence is not just your intelligence and my intelligence. Our minds are part of a universal mind, part of a collective mind. And the more open we are, the more we go to the source, the more we live our lives again with humility, silence, and true curiosity, we can go to the source of our intelligence, to this infinite ocean of creative genius. And it can inform our lives in practical ways and in big transcendental ways. We all have that capacity. Another way of saying the same thing, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is neither here nor there. It is within you. There is this seed of genius within each of us. Our task is to develop it. I have had the privilege of being in the presence of people that I consider to be enlightened at some level. And when I'm in their presence, what I'm aware of is that there's a freshness to their thinking. There's an aliveness to their intelligence. And there's an unpredictability, not in an impulsive sense, but they're operating from something fresh and new, not something recycled and old. And so they are always, in a very positive way, there's a kind of wildness to them. We all have that capacity. I'm going to close with a, another quote from, from Jesus that kind of captures what I was just trying to say. The wind blows where it will. And you hear the sound of it, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. It's interesting. If you go to the dictionary and you look up the etiology, the, the root of the word genius, it's about giving birth. And it's about giving birth to this creative and intelligent spirit, this creative and intelligent energy that can really guide our individual lives and our collective lives. Again, the world needs all of us now to tap into this. It will bless us individually, but it will also bless us collectively. I want to thank you for tuning into this podcast. And if you've been tuning in on YouTube, thank you. Please give it a like. Please subscribe. Please forward it to a friend. And please send me your questions. I will do my best to answer them. It's been an honor to be with you. Thank you for joining me. And I look forward to many, many conversations in the future. Blessings.